In this bulletin, Anthony Albanese set to issue a rallying cry to the world's trade unionists in Melbourne. Five people dead in a shooting at a gay nightclub in the United States. And in sport, the FIFA Football World Cup finally underway after months of build-up and controversy. With the latest SBS News, I'm Hannah Kwon. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is set to issue a rallying cry to global trade unions. In Melbourne, Mr Albanese will today address the World Congress of the International Trade Union Confederation. Speaking to more than 1,000 trade unionists from 130 countries, Mr Albanese will urge the union movement to push against those who he says have ingrained ideological objections to fair pay. He'll also formally announce his government will table in federal parliament International Labor Organization Convention Number 190, which recognises the right of workers to a workplace free from violence and harassment. This would be the first step to ratifying it into Australian law. The historic deal reached at the COP27 Climate Change Summit in Egypt is receiving a mixed reception from delegates. They've welcomed the creation of a compensation fund for poor nations affected by climate change. But there's been criticism over the lack of progress in addressing the root cause of climate change. Chile's Foreign Minister Maisa Rojas says not enough has been done to keep the rise in global temperatures to just 1.5 degrees. I really came with the responsibility to live, uh, to keep 1.5 alive. And I'm not entirely happy with the outcome here. I think we, we didn't make enough progress on the ambition. And, and that's a big failure because that's what was expected from us. On the other hand, I am, of course, very, very happy that uh, we decided to have funding arrangements for loss and damage. Five people have died after a shooting in a gay nightclub in the United States. Another 18 people have been injured in the incident at Club Q in the city of Colorado Springs in the state of Colorado. A suspect is in custody. The local police department chief, Adrian Vasquez, says two patrons were able to prevent further violence. Initial evidence and interviews indicate that the suspect entered Club Q and immediately began shooting at people inside as he moved further into the club. While the suspect was inside of the club, at least two heroic people inside the club confronted and fought with the suspect and were able to stop, stop the suspect from continuing to kill and harm others. We owe them a great debt of thanks. Investigators say they are still determining a motive after finding two firearms at the premises. Condobland residents in the central west of New South Wales are bracing for more severe flooding as water from the town of Forbes rushes downstream. It's already the worst flood on record for Condobland, with the peak now expected to hit sometime between tomorrow and Wednesday. Susan Bennett from the State Emergency Service in Condoblin says many don't realise just how dire the situation is. It is a long, slow, painful event and there's so much water coming at us and so much water going through that I'm not sure people are aware until they actually get up in the sky and have a look at how much this event is impacting our region. Victorian opposition leader Matthew Guy says he will not disendorse a candidate for an embarrassing leaked recording. Timothy Dragon is the Liberal Party candidate for the seat of Ngāwarra North in Saturday's state election. 
In the leaked recording, he's heard condemning a proposed treaty with First Nations people and making disparaging remarks about abortion and action on climate change. Mr Guy says he condemns the comments but says Mr Dragon's apology for them is sufficient. People express a different point of view respectfully and sensibly, then that's up to them to do so. It if, if, if it's disrespectful, I'd ask for an apology. It was disrespectful. I've asked for an apology and we got it. Turning to sport and the FIFA Football World Cup is finally underway after months of build-up and controversy. A spectacular opening ceremony featured Hollywood actor Morgan Freeman, who was a surprise appearance given that he had been the ambassador for the United States' unsuccessful bid to host the tournament. He spoke about inclusivity with Ghanem Al-Mutfa, a Qatari activist for the disabled who was born with rare caudal regression syndrome, who told him everyone was welcome. In Arabic, Beit al-Sha'ar is the Bedouin tent. Wherever it is built, that is home. And when we call you here, we welcome you into our home. The tournament was formally launched by FIFA President Gianni Infantino. Dear friends, welcome, welcome to the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022. Welcome to Celebrate Football, because football unites the world. The first game was between Ecuador and Qatar, which is the first team to make their tournament debut as hosts since Italy in 1934. Ecuador scored twice in the first half and hung on to that 2-0 lead in the second half, emerging as the first winners of the tournament. Meanwhile, Socceroos winger Martin Boyle has been ruled out of the World Cup. Boyle injured a knee playing for his club side in Scotland last month and it has not healed in time. Melbourne City's Marco Tilio, who had been called into camp with the team in Qatar as a cover for Boyle, will take his place in the squad. And that is the latest SBS News. I'm Hannah Kwan. 